Episode 29. If you were to put those numbers three times into a telephone in Blackpool, you would be calling a cab company. (laughs) This is a free advertisement for them. Blackpool cabs, whoever the hell they are. Anyway, what an episode this is today. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Mr. Lawrenson. We've got an explosive episode for everyone. Um, Just uh, your weekly reminder. Please leave us a review. I don't know how to leave a review. Go on, like, Google the Pottervision podcast and on the uh, Apple, you know, page of it, you can just leave a review on there. Say something nice. Please, I'd like it. Uh, And if you'd like to support the show, or if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision. We've got a lot of exciting things going on over there. Anyway, here's me yammering on. Here's episode 29. Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week myself and Tom Lawrenson we look at a chapter from those Harry Potter novels. I say every week it's me, Lucas Kirkby, and my partner Tom Lawrenson, but this week we have the return of friend of the show, Lewis Shaw. Hello, everybody. (laughs) He's back. A welcome return. Oh, well, thanks thanks for having me back on, guys. Uh, it's the Christmas episode of the second book, so we thought it was only right to get our Christmas pal on. <laughs> Can I just say before we start, you always look fantastic. Mm. Oh, you look great. Oh, oh. So you, that's what you said last time. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't lie. I, I say what I say what I mean. And Tom, you look great. You've done your workout before the podcast. Oh, you know, you got to get it done. Yeah. For listeners who don't know, a lot of the time I do a workout before the podcast. Mm. That way, it ties me out to a point that I've got <laughs> nothing to say. So hopefully, <laughs> you know, to this episode will be no different. Tom works out his body. And I work out mathematical equations. That's oh, yeah. how we warm up for the show. You got any sums for us today, Lukey boy? Yeah, three times seven, 21. Mm. Can you fact check that? <laughs> it's true. Hey! I know that because it's one of my favourite sums. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you something though. Mm-hmm. This is very upsetting. I've actually lost my calculator this week. Oh, yeah. Which to a normal person, and to me normally, you'd think, well, get a new one, buddy. But... I'd say, don't bother getting a new one. <laughs> no need. Everyone's got a phone. you got a phone, you don't need a calculator. Oh, but this is the calculator that I've had since I was in school. Oh, yeah? And I've had it, did my GCSEs with it, did my A-levels with it, did my degree with it. Oh! I've done eight years of maths tuition with the help of this calculator, and, and he, I've lost it. And he's written boobies on it countless times. Oh! It's got him through a very dark evening, that calculator. Oh, it has boobies, booby, Boobless. Boobless. <laughs> Where, where do you think it went, Lucas? I think I've left it in one of the classrooms that I tutor in. Do you, do you have like an eye on a kid that you think might, have, you know, 
Nicked it. I think there's a couple who are under my suspicion, <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't care to say on the podcast. Name and shame. Name and that, shame. That would be such a power move if they just whipped it out. <laughs> Next mass lesson was like, yeah, I've had this for years, Mr. Kirkby. <laughs> Look, all I'll say is they are between 11 and 18 and they may be male or female. <laughs> Tom, how have you been this week? I've been good. It's been a, it's been a week since I last saw you. We last recorded on Monday, did yes. we not? Is that true? It feels very odd. We, we normally are Sunday podcast recorders, aren't we? Did a couple days at work and then a bit of an Easter break. Lovely. Yeah. This will be coming about a bit delayed to our listeners, yeah? And I've sat out in the garden. I've, uh, you know, I've had some chocolate. I've indulged. Oof. Too much so. Yeah. Right. And what about you, Lewis? Have you had a good uh, year? Had a good year, yeah. Are we just pretending that it's not like three months later, or is that how long it's been? I think so. Yeah, uh, we recorded last time just before Christmas. Yeah, I, have, I haven't been right up to date with your podcast. Oh, yeah. is that I listened to the end of book one, but I haven't listened to the few episodes you've done for. Mm. Well, was it like twelve episodes you've done for this? Something this like that. Something yeah. like that. So I thought I'd like go and listen to the most recent one you guys released, and you know, see what see what new stuff you guys were talking about. And I, I was interested to see that Lucas is still talking about his mouldy kitchen, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Tom's talking about how many underpants he owns. So like, <laughs> great, great contact. Content there, you know. I wish I wasn't still talking about the moldy kitchen. I wish it was all sorted, but it's still ongoing. I have seen some of the photos, Lucas. It looks really nice. Thank you know you. what you've done so far. I know it's been very stressful for you, so yeah, Thank well done, because I know how hard it is to do stuff on your house. And I went home, and the Lawrence and household could not believe that you guessed that I only own 12 pairs of underpants. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, that Lucas, that Lucas. Yeah. Everyone knows I've got 80 pairs of underpants. Do you know what? You might think I'm a bit upset that Mm. you go home to your family and they slag me off. (laughs) But I think you'll be more upset that when I go home to my family, they don't mention you at all. (laughs) Wow. They have no interest in Papa Loro. I've actually been uh, hanging out with some of my family this week. Obviously, restrictions have been lifted a bit, so we've been out in the garden reminiscing about old times and I think well my family anyway when we get back together you just go over the same stories about uh-huh, certain uh-huh. people like uh-huh. you know um every time you get together so been there's a few stories there which I think um relate to the podcast and something Ooh. I mentioned last time oh, yeah. was that I felt that if I was Harry Potter I'd enjoy the the fame a lot mm. more than being good at spells yes. or like that. So they reminded me of a story that happened to me when I was at school. Okay. So you know at school, you obviously you had uh, assemblies. Yes. And uh, many times, like, girls would get up to do, like, dances, wouldn't they, in assembly? Yeah, you'd shit, sit there, shit dances. Shit dances, yeah. <laughs> so you'd sit there and watch girls do dances. Yeah, so yeah. I thought... What could Sometimes I overly sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I wanted a piece of that attention when I was at school. I was like, I want a bit of that. What can I do to Mom, get myself... get me my assless chaps. <laughs> I've got a little routine worked out. I've been working on my slut drop, <laughs> slapping those thighs. And I thought, how could I, how could I get a little bit of attention like that? How could I present myself in assembly? Yeah, yeah. I was a bit of a singer. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I did yeah. the rounds in Tenerife, karaoke, karaoke bars, <laughs> oh, Oasis, yeah. you know... Loved it. Bit outdated. Uh-huh. So I thought, 
oh, how could I get myself on, on, on into one of these assemblies? Boy dancing by himself, weird. <laughs> if I just went up there and started dancing, weird. So I thought, singing, maybe I'll go down singing. <laughs> went to the headmaster, knocked on his door, said, headmaster, I want to, um, you know, sing an assembly. And he naturally said, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why aren't you in lessons? <laughs> Yeah, so... But you said, hey, master, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he let me do it. He was like, yeah, okay, you can sing. What, what are you planning on singing? So I was like, oh, what am I planning on singing? I went through my Now 47 album. Yeah. And I thought, what can I sing here? There was, uh, like I said, Oasis, maybe Steps. I was like, no, I'm, I'm feeling... I was a bit of a, like, a bit of a rocker and I wanted to like, portray a bit of like, a cool cool image, I suppose. Entertain so, or beat or beat. Yeah, yeah, like, so Bon Jovi, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Bon Jovi, yeah. It's yeah. my life. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was nine years old at the time. Nine it was my old. life, you know. And in a way, it was now or never. It was now or never. You I had to take that chance to, to sing an assembly. You <laughs> can't stay in primary school forever. It'd have been weird if you came back after high school and then went and sang in primary school. <laughs> they wouldn't have let you. <laughs> so, I mean, I did it, to be honest. That's, that's the end of the story. Like, I did it. You go up on stage. Go up on stage. Now or never, I'm not gonna never, never. Your little brother's in the audience. What's he thinking? <laughs> We not really discussed it. I don't remember what he, he was thinking, to be honest. I think it was just one of those things that... Because my brother's quite out there as well, so he was probably like, yeah, good on you. Get out there. <laughs> Put yourself out there. But it, it did shoot me to some school um, schoolyard fame in that, like, some of the girls would come up to me and ask me for, like, a, a private gig. So oh, like really? Yeah, so, like, yeah. I had, like, a group of girls and the boys got wind of this and started, like, being a bit belligerent and trying to break it up because they were jealous. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, yeah. Lewis, so. no more ballads. Yeah. <laughs> Break is only so long. <laughs> Ever get up in assembly, Lucas? Only to do like the group stuff. Like, you know, if oh this week it's our class that are doing the assembly and mm. doing, I don't know, usually a Bible story or something. And you had to say the lines and step forward and talk about something or other. Mm. But I can't remember getting up on my own and doing so. Did something. you never have like a compulsion though to do something like that? I just don't I don't have that compulsion now no. but I just remember having it as a kid like the stage I the had to attention. Have, like, some attention even if it was something like cringy I, and weird like, I remember like that, yeah. I remember watching stars in their eyes kids on ITV and seeing these oh, kids yeah. go up singing you and I said to my parents mum dad I want to go on Stars in Their Eyes, kids. Yeah. And they looked at each other worryingly, <laughs> knowing that their boy can't sing. <laughs> knowing, that, knowing that their boy is shy and knowing that their boy will easily yeah. cry. And he went, well, maybe you sang us a song first. And I think I sang a few lines of that Hold Me Close song. You know, hold me <laughs> close. close, don't let uh. me go. And then I got embarrassed and give up halfway through. Oh, and they yeah. were kind of like, well... I love how, like, your parents were, like, the produ- like were acting as if the- they were, like, yeah. the producers of the show and they were like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right. We're not going to pass you on to the next stage, though, Tom, unfortunately. Thanks no. for your time. No, no, no. What is Matthew Kelly going to say to that if we put that in front of him? <laughs> hey, give it a few years. When Cat Dealey will be on, she'll be a bit more sympathetic. Probably would have been Cat. Either, wouldn't it? Yeah, I reckon so. Keep Matthew Kelly away from the little kids. <laughs> hey, I've seen Matthew <laughs> Kelly live Have you? in Spamalot. Oh, yeah. He, it was Matthew Kelly and Todd Carty was the guy with the cloppy Quick uh, question. coconuts. Who the fuck is Todd Carty? Todd Carty, it's Mark Fowler from EastEnders. Oh, who could, did you know Todd Carty? I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> it's Todd Carty, he was Mark Fowler from EastEnders and was very famous for having a gay AIDS storyline. I haven't got AIDS. That was I've it. got the virus, but I haven't got the disease. 
Hey, how you always been, my son, Mark? That was Pauline. <laughs> You've got AIDS, Mark. Get out of my pub. That's it. Oh, I've seen that, actually. You've seen that? Yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> Lewis, may I interrupt this AIDS chat and ask you for a rundown? You may ask me, Lucas, for a rundown. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to help you on that one. Tonight. I can't remember this chapter either. Hey, well, <laughs> we've been talking. Can I get that? Lucas, may I, may I interrupt you and get this rundown? You may. Chapter 12. We're on episode 29, we didn't even say. Chapter 12, the Poly Juice Potion. Mm. The chapter starts off, Harry's in Dumbledore's office. He's walking round and he spots the sorting hat. He thinks, right, I'm going to ask him, was he right to put me in Slytherin? Put me in uh, Gryffindor. The hat goes, ooh, I was right. You would have done well in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And Harry gets the ump. Mm-hmm. Next minute, a phoenix is on fire. Dumbledore turns up. Hagrid barges in. Hey, it wasn't him. He wasn't the uh, killer of the mudbloods. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore goes, Harry, I didn't think it was you mm. but is there something you'd like to tell me and harry says nothing no absolutely nothing <laughs> no so next minute it's christmas day and they're getting ready to put this polyjuice potion together right mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. get crab and goyle eating cakes falling asleep and they turn into crab and goyle and hermione for some reason bails at the last minute we don't mm. know why they go to the Slytherin common room and Malfoy reveals that he doesn't actually know who the heir of Slytherin is. He doesn't have a clue and it's not him. But apparently the heir of Slytherin opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago and a mudblood died. Oh. So they go back to tell Hermione the news and it turns out she's actually turned into a cat. Meow! <laughs> because it was a cat hair on Millicent Bulstrode's robes. And that was the Polyjuice Potion. Oh. I am so impressed by that, Lucas. That was like straight off the top of the dome, you know. Mm. Adlib, great, great, great rundown. Enjoyed you, it. I'm so glad you said that because I thought it was terrible. One of the worst. <laughs> I was. I well, was, maybe read it next time. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> I was tripping over words. I was missing key elements out. You'd lost my attention. I'd lost Tom's attention. That's not hard. Yeah, no. Tom was just sat there ready to meow. He was doing press-ups. <laughs> oh, oh, what, what a, a chapter. chapter. What a chapter. Chapter 12, the yes. polyjuice potion. Yes. Harry is in Dumbledore's office. Oh, it's like yeah. he's in Diagon Alley again. Mm. His eyes are darting around. <laughs> All these things to see, all these things to see, don't know where to look. And it's circular, so he's probably just spinning around in a circle, (laughs) getting dizzy. (laughs) Making himself sick. Um, He's been in a lot of offices this year. Mm -hmm. He's been in Vilch's office, he's been in Lockhart's office, he's been in Snape's office, and now he's in Dumbledore's office, and it's by far the most interesting. Mm. Wait till you start looking through his mail. It's (laughs) got to be like... Like, interesting for kids, because if you're in a teacher's office, it's either you've been bad, or yeah. there's a serious talk going on, yeah. usually bad news as well. So I think that's probably, like, the mood that's trying to be conveyed is, like, you know, maybe a bit, like, secretive or, like, mm. I don't know. Like It's yeah. always, like a, it's like, a taboo, isn't it, for kids to be in the headmaster's office? Yes. There is this thing that the teachers are keeping things from Harry at the same time yeah. that Harry's keeping things from the teachers. I think it's nice as well that, like, Dumbledore, like, keeps the hat, like, in his office. Like, mm-hmm. like just, like, in the back of a closet or something like that. Just, like, because it is a bit of a state, isn't it? Do you think he picks it up and talks, like, 
hundred percent. Am I still in Gryffindor? It's been hundred years, Dumbledore. Yes, you're still in Gryffindor. <laughs> Just every time he has a moral decision, what's that on? Was I right to deduct five points from Hufflepuff? <laughs> I don't give a shit, Dumbledore. I know, yeah. It could be a bit life, like, have a bit of life in it, but because Dumbledore's wearing it so much, when he's not being worn, it's just like, oh! Like, in a little slump. I think I'd wear it. I think I'd wear the hat, you know? Oh. Get it. Pretty fucking boring because all it goes on about is what house you're in. Just like, just like, I suppose, like the uh, the real world equivalent of that would be like football teams. Yeah. Like, uh, do, you, do you support West Ham? Yeah. yeah. What about West Ham? You support them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Man U? Do you like Man U? Yeah. Or you'd be better if you supported Man U. They're doing better than West Ham right now. Hey, what music do you listen to? Huh? Huh? Uh, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. <laughs> yeah. But I like what you're saying about the the teacher's offices mm. because in a normal school they're just like a desk with some yeah. papers mm. on it but I think Hogwarts are insinuating that their office is also kind of where they live yeah because they're yeah. definitely implying that this is like Dumbledore's flat his yeah. apartment so maybe I think yeah, maybe he's on. using the sorting out as like a pillow or something like that oh yeah some underpants washing in a cauldron <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, because this is where Dumbledore keeps all his thoughts. It's where he keeps his pets. Mm. Yeah, it definitely seems more like his pad than just like the headmaster's office. Bit of a coincidence. We'll get to that, forks. But staying on the sorting hat, Harry, he could not help himself. Mm-hmm. Picks up the sorting hat and plops it on his head. And the sorting hat is like, Harry... Uh, what does he say to him? Still... Still what? Still, still un- slumbering? Un- no, it's still... Like- I stand by what I said. You would have done well in Slytherin. And he goes, oh, get off my head. Would he have done well in Slytherin, though? Would he have done well in Slytherin? Because Harry is a goody two-shoes, isn't he? He's like the underdog. He's obsessed with being the underdog. Yeah. Would that have fit in well in Slytherin? Because he's not that weak-willed that he would have bent to it. Or would that have been him being the ultimate underdog by going amongst the most vicious people ever to turn them right from the outside, in the inside? I think it's the case of the sorting hat just caring about the houses again. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you do really well in Slytherin. You get tons of points for them. You know, like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have a, like any moral compass as well at, at all or any, <gasps> no, any other yeah. thoughts. He's just like, yeah, you do well where. Yeah, they get you on the Quidditch team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. West Ham, West Ham. <laughs> and it's that thing of not wanting to admit that he was wrong as mm. well. So like, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think you'd have done well in Slytherin. I, I wasn't wrong there. But I think that would actually make a far more interesting series if Harry was put in Slytherin. This guy is supposed to be the hero, but then he's mm. surrounded by baddies. Blue, yeah, baddies who potentially support Voldemort. Yeah, if Draco would have been his best friend throughout, what would that have been like? Yeah, that would have been very Him interesting. turning Draco... That's basically what the uh, Cursed Child is about. But anyway... <laughs> I do like how Harry asks himself, like... Oh, what would putting this little hat... It wouldn't, wouldn't cause any trouble, would it, if I just put this little hat on? No. And it's like, mate, everything you do in this world causes trouble. Like, it's magic. Anything could happen. It's like, oh, it's not going to cause any trouble. Harry, have some self-awareness. <laughs> you think you are in this office because you are being accused of murdering children. Yeah. And, you know, there are about three kids in hospital. There's a ghost who turned black, which no one has ever seen happen ever. You think you're there being accused, and in about two seconds, the headmaster of the school is going to walk in to see you trying on his hats. 
this has got his robe on dancing around. Whoa. Was I right to be in Gryffindor? Yeah, it's like you get called to the headmaster's office, you're just trying on his coat. Like, <laughs> oh, I've got the big yellow jacket he wears for bus duty. Kissing the picture of his wife yeah. on his desk. <laughs> well, like, imagine if he was like, I don't know, like in a normal school, dragged to the uh, the hall to be told off. Yeah. And he's using the gym apparatus on the wall, <laughs> hanging upside down. Harry, <laughs> get down! A boy is dead! <laughs> Forks bursts into flames. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bursts into flames. He's, he's, yeah. He does a bit of gagging first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so Harry heard a gagging noise from across the room. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, what? It's a family show. He was choking on a sausage. <laughs> Still a family show. <laughs> the, um, the bird bursts into flames. Yes. Why is Harry always at the wrong place mm. at the wrong time? It's like a sitcom, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh get that hat off. <laughs> the bird is dead. Now, Forks. Yes. Guy Forks. Oh. 5th of November. <laughs> yes. Bonfire night. So, was Forks named after Guy Forks? It bursts into flames like they set alight Guy Forks. I think that could be right, couldn't Because nearly every name in the Harry Potter world has some kind of relevance to something else. Bit of a sick joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> nearly headless Saddam Hussein. Why do they call you nearly headless? <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fawkes. Um, yeah. Now, E. Hagrid comes bursting in the doors, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And he's shaking a dead chicken around. <laughs> It wasn't him. It wasn't him, Professor. I'll vouch for him. Now, even if I believed to my heart that Harry was innocent, yeah. if a man started defending his honour, mm. shaking a chicken at me, I'd be like, do you know what? He's guilty. <laughs> uh, no, you don't do that to me. Rude. Uh, look, look, look. He's definitely not done it. And, 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 and this person here is, is proof. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, but you're a murderer. Expelled. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah then Dumbledore asks him outright doesn't he he yes. says um, what does he say <laughs> he goes Harry is there anything you want to tell me and he goes no <laughs> Harry tell truth you tell, know tell, tell don't be true tell truth tell don't be truth he yeah. only gets two chances a book to be on his own <laughs> to, with Dumbledore yeah. and we know that one of them is when everything's fine <laughs> so this Harry this is the one chance yeah. you're going to get before you potentially die yeah. to get some information out of Dumbledore he's hearing voices he's been hearing voices yeah. throughout the castle and he thinks to himself should I tell Dumbledore you know the man who always like you know yeah. has helped me so far yeah. should I tell him and he goes no Ron said, even in the wizarding world, hearing voices is a bad thing. Mm. So, taking Ron's advice, you know, like he did last time. Yeah. You know, when Ron said, let's steal a car and crash it. He's like, <laughs> hey, let's do that. Harry, wrong road again. Stop listening to Ron. Tell which wagon, the truth. <laughs> to which wagon should I tie my horse? Yeah. Dumbledore, the hundred-year-old wizard who helped defeat the evil Grindelwald years ago. He's the most famous, fantastic, powerful wizard of our generation. Or Ron, my nutty friend. <laughs> 
It just seems mad to me that he doesn't tell Dumbledore. <laughs> Not even anything. Yeah, no. even if he's even if you tell him that his friends are making smack in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Polyjuice? Is that what does he do? Does it change your change your change? Change yeah. is your form for an yeah. hour. And they've been yeah. working on this for months. <laughs> Should I tell yeah that my friends are making Polyjuice potion. Yeah. I would have loved it if Dumbledore was like Harry Potter, and he does the thing in the film, doesn't he, where he looks over his eye, his his glasses at Harry. Is there anything that you would like to tell me? Anything at all? I just tried on your hat. <laughs> I believe there's a uh, extremist group amongst the students <laughs> who are holding what are frankly racist views against other students. Is it the Slytherins? We know about the Slytherins. <laughs> yeah, we know about them. Um, I just like, <laughs> Professor, did you know uh, the Slytherins' password is pure blood? <laughs> yeah. That was insane. <laughs> Who changed that? <laughs> everyone's, everyone's just... You know, imagine, well, there's got to be some Slytherins who aren't like, you know... Um, pre- prejudice. Yeah. Yes. So you got. It's, it's, what? I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. the password is Aryan Prince. Because <laughs> it's a new password as well. Later, they say it's a new password. Yeah. So they've changed this password in light of the recent attacks. <laughs> the political landscape changes quickly at Hogwarts, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dumbledore's password. Um, sugared nipple. <laughs> Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, when F- uh, Forks the Phoenix bursts into flames yeah. and dies, according to Harry. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering if anyone had had that experience. You know, when you're at someone's house and you either break and then Phoenix breaks and in bursts into flames. <laughs> and the Phoenix bursts into flames. And yeah, dies. yeah, yeah. But the idea of breaking somebody, breaking somebody, breaking something <laughs> when you're a visitor at somebody's oh, house. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a reference to either of you? Mm, definitely. I think I've scratched worktops and stuff, like a new marble worktop. Oh! With, like, my belt yeah. buckle. Um, just when doing something by accident. Yeah. Like, not even being bad. Like, oh, yeah. you flush the toilet and it breaks. And tell, just like, tell your mum you did it. Yeah. Tell your mum it was you. <laughs> I, I never liked it when you went round, like, a kid's house and they just treated all their stuff really poorly. Like, yeah. mobbing their fire truck down the stairs. And you're just like, come on, mate. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You're I was how about when you go around to a kid's house and you see their room is immaculate. Oh yeah. And then you're like, My room is a tip and you've seen my room. <laughs> <laughs> Just feeling that sudden guilt. I was a messy room boy. Yes. Mm. How about you guys? I was very tidy. How about you, Lewis? Uh, I shared one with my brother, so I think it was like 50 50. Yeah. It, was, it was a bit messy, but that was just because there was two of us in there. Boys mm-hmm. will be boys. Yeah, boys just will be boys. Time. Both you get three things out, it's already a tip. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Please we do. once went on a caravanning holiday in Who's this? Wales. This is me, <laughs> my mum, my dad, my sister, and my sister's friend, who I won't name. Got it out is... of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily tickled. So. What, you, you won't name because she's easily tickled? No, no, no she's easily. Because it's an embarrassing story for her. She was tickling you? No, That's no. Cool. There was no tickling in this story. No, right, go on. So. She, we're in this caravan, and we've not paid for the caravan. It was my mum's friend's caravan. Is it your sister's yeah. friend? <laughs> she goes to the toilet. Okay. Cool. We go on the Friday. She goes to the toilet. Okay. She texts my sister. She says, come to the toilet. Something's happened, right? Oh, and it turns out that she dropped a bobble. 
on the right. floor. Oh. And as she'd bent down to pick up the bubble, she'd cracked the toilet seat. Okay. <laughs> so oh, the okay. toilet seat had cracked. So to save face, rather than enjoying our lovely holiday, we spent the whole weekend looking in bathroom stores oh, for the exact <laughs> same toilet seat to replace the toilet seat oh, that she'd cracked. Did, did you get the exact one? Yeah. Got it. They never knew anything about it. How long it. did this... How many stores did you go in? The whole weekend. Two days worth of... It was I about... I think it was about three or four stores that we looked in. That's, in one day or two days? I can't remember, but I remember it because it was a glass... Glass? <laughs> like... I blame the owners. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a glass toilet seat with, like, patterns on it. Oh, yeah. So it was very specific. Well, I'm glass... T- I've always wondered what... You know, when the lid is closed, what is going on in that bowl? <laughs> <laughs> the height of Britishness isn't it just to save like yeah. five minutes five minutes of minor embarrassment saying we broke the toilet seat yeah. we're going to replace it we can't find the exact same one yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. give you this white one <laughs> but you decided to frankly ruin your holiday yes. by, by yes. searching you know for two days yes, exactly mm. well, I love that that's, well, that's, that was, that's that was really a great funny. tale yeah well thank you very bloody much <laughs> the only other story this isn't as good a story but I want don't to... tell it <laughs> <laughs> Go on, let's hear it. I once broke somebody's wicker sofa oh. at a New Year's Eve party. Were you plucking it? No. Somebody, a friend, decided to choke slam me like mm. you do in the wrestling. That'd break a wicker chair, Lucas. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it. And, uh, I'd do it. Yeah, and he choke slammed me through a wicker chair at someone's New Year's Eve party. Oh, that's bad. And they never knew it was us, the parents, because mm. we didn't say a dicky bird. Well, I don't. I mean, this is not exactly related, but it, I guess it relates to house parties yeah. and ownership over your own. Actually, not your own mistake. Um, when you go to use a bathroom yeah. and someone's left it in the right state, oh. and then you're in there and you're like, "If I leave now, they're going to find out. They're going to think it's me. This is my responsibility. I've got ownership over whatever yeah. this is in the toilet now." Yeah, hose down that. as much sick as you can. <laughs> I'd climb out the Get window. Get the water hose on it. <laughs> And climb out the window during the back of the queue. <laughs> What's going on in there? <laughs> Hurry up! Kick it down! <laughs> Tom, why are all your clothes in here? <laughs> Comfort through the window. Now, Fred and George are not taking this seriously. I love their attitude. Oh, me and you are going to butt heads on this. Really? You, you think it's, it's, it's out of order that they joke about this? The, the, the air, the slithering They air. are walking Harry through the corridors yeah. and they're saying, oh, hey, make way, everyone, here comes the air, the slithering. I some, think it's really funny. Some children in hospital. You think that's funny? Yeah. <laughs> they I got like a it. morbid sense of humour. Lucas, where do you lay? No! Oh. It's tough for him now, because normally he disagrees with whatever I say. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> Conflicting I opinions, oh, are you going to go with? This is horrible. <laughs> Sit on the fence. Sit on the fence. Oh. I've got, even though the joy of having Lewis here is filling my soul, I do have to agree with Tom on this one. Ooh. I feel like it's very bad taste. Aww. Go on. Yeah, I just think if people weren't injured, if it was just somebody doing pranks or, you know, graffiti or whatever, I think it'd be fine. Got, me, got me thinking, though. Is it gallows humour? Have Fred and George been through something so awful, now they see the humour mm. in everything like that? What was happening in their first two years at Hogwarts? 
Um, I don't think anything. No. I just think they are bloody terrible. I think all the trouble started when Harry Potter came to school. <laughs> and they resent him for that. Imagine if you're at like three years above and every year you're like, him again. Harry and his mates every year messing around. Yeah. Because as far as we know, when the Chamber of Secrets was opened 50 years ago, that's the last time anything like this happened mm. at school. And last year we had Voldemort. This year we've got students being attacked. <laughs> Harry, get transferred. <laughs> we will collectively send you to Bobatons. George is carrying round a large clove of garlic. And it's got you thinking, is that a joke? You know, like, uh, the garlic to, yeah. walk, to like, you know, save himself from Harry yeah, as a yeah. joke. Is that worth walking mm. around stinking of garlic? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. They seem to have, like, unlimited access to any resources they want, these students. That's, that's where I draw the line, actually, the garlic. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was on board, lads, until that point, but after the garlic, mm. you cancelled. Fred and George, you cancelled, mate. <laughs> you cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but imagine being sat next to him in class. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you know, but you stink of garlic. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke what's, well. the, what's the joke? Um, Harry Potter's the uh, Aerie Slytherin. I'm missing something, in. <laughs> <laughs> what's that smell of shit? What? Oh, yeah, it's a joke, man. Just don't wipe your ass. Because <laughs> of Harry Potter. Because of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing it. Because he's always staring. Everyone who? Fred. Uh, Fred. 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 I always see you hanging around with your brother at break. Do you have any other friends in our year? Uh, do you want to smell a garlic? Get out of here! <laughs> now, they're laughing and joking, and Draco hated it. Oh, me, yeah. Me too. It's not funny. No. It's serious. Draco has recognised an error in his ways, yeah. and now he finds it distasteful. Yeah, 100%. Mm. You don't like the attention Harry's getting, because it says everybody is booing and hissing at Harry. Boo hiss. <laughs> who, who is he? The wicked stepmother from Cinderella. <laughs> we got hissed at our show in Edinburgh once. Did oh, we? What yeah. for? For doing jokes about Scottish people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because the, the you know the jokes about Al Qaeda yeah, yeah, and yeah. heaven. <laughs> but anything about the Scottish. Boo hiss. There's nothing better than a Scotsman's moral compass. Let I, me say that. No. It was nice getting hissed. I liked it. It's fun, isn't it, being the panto villain? They've decided to stay over Christmas, um, like, to catch Draco yeah. in the act. I mean, yeah. Draco decided that Crab and Goyle were going to stay over Christmas <laughs> as well. They were, he was like, you boys are staying here. Imagine getting that phone call from his son, Goyle. <laughs> what? Dad, it's me, Goyle. No, Goyle's your last name. <laughs> What's, say your name to me. What's going on at that school? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to crack my knuckles for a bit. Um, Goyle, what? I've seen a picture of you. Why do you have a dessert basin-shaped haircut? Whatever it was. <laughs> what was it? A uh, pudding basin haircut. We haven't given you that. <laughs> your mum's not got arms of a gorilla. I've not got arms of a gorilla. Where'd you get them arms from, boy? Well, uh, Draco said we're staying over Christmas. What? You're what? coming home. Your nana's on her last legs. <laughs> Gorilla legs. <laughs> hey, that's where he gets it from. Look, what have we told you about shaving your forehead? You yeah. look like a freak. <laughs> shave your forehead, shave your gorilla arms, cut your hair properly. Please, Dad, please. But do what you want then. But I'll have you know, I'm not happy about it. Thanks! <laughs> Once again, the Weasleys are going off to Egypt. Oh, yeah. Oh. Egypt every year. Hey, 
Mummy Daddy Weasley, here's an idea. Get Bill to come home. Yeah. Daddy's probably stressed, though. Just, you know, that's what he needs, holiday. Yeah, definitely. He, he can't afford to have an holiday. Mm. He's on, he's on, I think he's on a thin... 50 thin rope, golden... Thin line. They've been fine. 50 doubloons, yeah. 50 doubloons. Yeah. Or galleons, galleons yeah. or something. Look, the one thing he needs is some rest and recuperation <laughs> in a war-torn North African country. <laughs> with dragons in it. War-torn? <laughs> Maybe a wizard war, but they're definitely not. No, they do, don't they? Holiday destination they Egypt. Do. <laughs> yeah, remember when they bombed the pyramids of Giza back in 2000? There must be something going on there, mustn't there? <laughs> <laughs> that bloody war zone. <laughs> He's thinking of the mummy. You can't even exaggerate that. He's thinking of the mummy. That mummy causing problems. (laughs) Brendan Fraser when you need him. Right. Now the Dursleys, um, Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. I think that's Christmas music. Um, uh, Harry opens his first present. It's a letter from the Dursleys. It is a toothpick. And a letter saying, can you ask if you can stay over the summer holidays too? Mm. Now, why send anything if you're going to send a toothpick? I thought I was taking the piss, to be honest. You think they were taking the piss? See, here I'm arguing with you two boys, because the Dursleys have heard about how many turkeys (laughs) Harry is going to be getting through. (laughs) And he's going to have a lot of turkey Mm. meat stuck between those molars, let me say. (laughs) Or, is it a hint? You know? Are they saying it's like one of these times when you know, say if you've got bad breath oh, yeah, and true. someone offers you a bit of chuddy, hey, can I get you some chuddy? Um, maybe it's something like that. Here's one for you. I had it in school once where mm. a teacher brought me in a toothpick, toothbrush, and toothpaste. That's what does great. that mean? You're joking. No. Did they? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I thought it might have been to bump up your Operation Christmas child box. It's looking a bit weak, that, Tom. <laughs> you've only got a couple of toys in about And also, so. your breath honks. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione comes in and she goes, oh, wake up, wake up, it's Christmas. And Ron goes, you're not supposed to be in here. Yeah. We could have been wanking. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say, pot, kettle and black, Mr. In a Girl's Bathroom, every five minutes. Should we get get back in the girls' bogs, Ron? (laughs) Let it simmer. (laughs) Let it simmer. It's not Christmas Day yet, Ron. (laughs) Oh, it is. Let's get in there. (laughs) Hedwig delivers this uh, present from the Dursleys. Yeah. And he, she, sorry, nibbles Harry's ears and Harry goes, oh, you're talking to me now, are you? Mm. It's taken four months for Hedwig to forgive. Does that mean the Dursleys would have had to communicate with Hedwig? So Hedwig's turned up at their house and then they've passed Hedwig a letter. Yeah. And then it's flown off. They must have done recently. (laughs) That's a weird scene. I want to see that. Um, just like, oh, for, just or give it. it. <laughs> that bloody bird. Or he's pretending like, oh, get out of here, you bird. Fine, take my letter. And they ask, don't they, in the letter. The letter says, are you going to be staying at Hogwarts over the summer? Yeah. And that's that's meant to sound, oh, they don't care. They don't want him there. But actually, they both they hate each other. Yeah. That would be beneficial to both of them it's if the best Hogwarts. Solution, isn't yeah, it? 100%. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't bother asking. Yeah. Yeah, he's not told them that he's staying over Christmas, has he? Oh, do they? Yeah. Now, 
They go into the great hall and warm, dry snow is falling from the ceiling. Does that sound nice? <laughs> Basically, flour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's in my dinner. <laughs> um, yeah. Dumbledore was leading in the carols while Hagrid was getting louder with every cup of eggnog he drunk. And also figured out Hagrid's age. So he got expelled in second year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. 50 years ago. 62. 63. No. I would never think he was that. I think he's in his 40s. But he must be. He got expelled 50 years ago. Well, I know, I know, I'm accepting the fact. Oh, his face. I'm you just think... saying up until now, you wouldn't think he was in his 60s, would well, you? Well, he's got that giant blood in him, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, how, how much, what's the conversion to giant years? Mm. Well, I mean, Gwarp is his little brother. Yeah. And he's like a baby. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, that's he's, true. He's like a toddler and... When did he, did his mum have him? That's very strange. What's mm. a squib again? A non-magical wizard. So, like, if, if you got parents, parents are wizards ah. and they give birth to a boy, you can't do magic. I don't... I feel the word squib is, is a bit... Offensive? No, it's just, like, not... It's lazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a good enough word for no. to describe Seems it. Seems like slang or nice. short. Wood blood's nice. Yeah. Squib. Squib. Yeah. Very, very odd. Oh, I just saw some of your spit. <laughs> I'll have a wash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be odd for Hagrid, a 62-year-old man, to have a three-year-old brother. Very odd. It's even odder for a 62-year-old man to have three 11-year-old friends. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I've got a friend whose auntie is younger than her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that happens sometimes. Because her grandma had a kid after her mum, had her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very odd to have an auntie younger than you. Happens, baby. It bloody happens. Um... Now, Hermione starts dishing out the plan. Oh, yeah. We need some DNA from the people we're going to turn into. Yeah. We're going to get some DNA. She goes, hey, I've hatched this plan. Uh, I've put some sleeping potion in these chocolate cakes. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, Crab and Goyle, right? Yeah. Uh, what you think this point, you're thinking, should we be doing this? Mm-hmm. If yeah. we're going to start drugging kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it all sounds lovely when it's called a sleeping draft. Yeah. When it's rehypnol. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's a I, crime. It could kill them. Yes. I do like how she feels it's like preordained that this plan, they have to do this plan. Yeah. It's like, even when they get to the point where they're like, oh, how are we going to get the DNA? Oh, we're just going to drug them. And it's like, the red lights aren't flashing then. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we'll, just, we, well, we have to do that to get to the next part of the plan. Surely just bonk, I don't know. Bonk them on the head. <laughs> I was going to say that. I thought you were going to say bonk them. Bonk, no. <laughs> like James Bond, you know, you earn their trust by making love to them. A mallet on the head. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that's when you saw, this is getting a bit too silly now. Yeah. It's a bit too school shootery. I don't know. It's a bit like, what are we doing here? Drugging people. It's like, okay, we need to keep Crab and Goyle indisposed yeah. for a few hours. Here, I filled these drinks with laxatives. Yeah. Don't know, no, no, no. You don't put poison in people's bodies yeah. to keep them like It's not what you do. Well, they've been doing this potion for about months. For a couple of months, they've been brewing up this potion mm. and they've not decided how they're going to get the hairs off them. What? They don't know where the Slytherin common room is. They've not even figured that out. Why have they not done a recce of the Slytherin common room before the day of I know. The, the plan? Just, do you know what? Just like walk past Crabbe Goyle in the corridor and just... 
pull, pull their hair out. Yeah, just give them a nuggie. <laughs> Go, beep, beep. And they, they might give you a big thump, yeah. but that's better than drugging someone. Yeah. yeah. Like, is, you know, that's the, best, that's the best thing she could come up with. Right. Yeah. We need to drug them to get them to pass out so yeah. we can pluck them. <laughs> <laughs> While they're asleep. Is that the best thing we can do? It just seems mad. And how can she also assume that after an enormous feast, they really lay on thick how big this feast is, and they lay on thick how much crab and goyle are eating. Mm-hmm. How can she assume yeah. that the boys are going to have room for one more cake on the way back? Yeah. They say, oh, they're so greedy. Yeah. If you've stuffed yourself to the brim... Surely you might go... Even Crabbe and Goyle might draw the line at that point. Yeah, very true. Well, earlier on, they, they're talking about Harry and Ron. And, they, and, you know, it mentions briefly, Harry and Ron have their third helping of Christmas pudding. And you think, oh, you know, they've just had a, had a good feast. Mm. But Crabbe and Goyle, they're so greedy. They had fourth helpings of trifle, yeah. the greedy pigs. Mm-hmm. There's only one more helping then, Ron Harry. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one more helping. <laughs> but it got me thinking... What could you boys always ham- have one more of? Ooh. Well, at the point where you're at your limit, yeah, could it be like, you know, one more drink? One more chip? Do you know, like, are you always uh, going to finish every oh, chip yeah. on your plate? Some people can leave, you know, a handful of chips, but I'm always going to finish my plate. For me, it's biscuits. If yeah. I have a, a, a tin of biscuits, yeah. I could always have another one. Chocolate digestives, especially. Mm. I could always dip my hand in and have another Are one. Are those your favourites, Lucas? Oh, yeah, I love it. Chocolate digestive. Yeah. Oh. And I used to be restricted at home to three. If I was having my supper, I could have three chocolate by digestive who? biscuits by my mum and dad. Mm. Right? But sometimes, I hate to admit this on the podcast, and I'm sorry, mum and dad, Sometimes when I came home, there'd be an hour's grace period from when I'd be on my own in the house and my mum and dad would come home. And sometimes I'd just eat a whole tin. Honestly, tin? I, honestly, a t- there used to be a, a biscuit tin. Oh, where you'd empty, And I'd have, have a bloody tin full of... I'd have about 10, 15 biscuits. They must know, but... Did you, they you, ask you about But that? you were a slim boy. I know. I've seen pics of you yeah. as a boy. Very slim. What I used to do was I wouldn't eat me packed lunch and then I'd come home yeah. and eat a tin full of biscuits. Mental. And then <laughs> when they made me their lovely I, tea, I'd be like, oh, can't eat all of it. If I was your parents, I'd be pulling my hair out. <laughs> I'd be pulling my hair out. This boy, biscuit bandit. And that's how I get their hair for the polyjuice potion. This is what they should have done with Crab and Goyle. Slowly eat more biscuits in front of them until they're pulling their hair out. Luke, Lewis... What about you? Is there anything you can always have uh, one more of? I'd say pizza, to be honest. Like one a more slice, slice of pizza, like even when I'm stuffed. I'm just like, I see it there and I'm just like, oh, I could save it for tomorrow. Or, or just, just get rid of it, it now. Because yeah. pizza's always best when it's, you know, just been cooked. Oh. It's nice cold, but mm. it's best when, you know, you've been mm. hot and fresh straight away. Oh, when the cheese so, is melting. Yeah. I'm not, I've, I've not really got a sweet tooth, so I've never been like, you know, biscuits or sweets, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's more savoury. And for me, it's a fresh load of bath water. If I'm just, if I'm in the bath <laughs> and it's starting to get oh, cold, yeah. I'll empty it, get a new bath water in. And if someone says, "Do you want another <laughs> batch of bath water?" I'd say, "Yes, please." And I'm in there for hours and hours and hours and hours. And people know you on the street as Tommy Top Up. He <laughs> loves the top up of bath water. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, but imagine so this plan to uh, go poison Grab and Goyle. Yeah. Imagine getting caught doing that. Dragging yes. two lifeless bodies yeah. into a cupboard. <laughs> what yeah. does that look like? And then taking their shoes off them. 
Well, apart from the fact that Harry is already under suspicion by nearly everybody mm. for being the person under these attacks. <laughs> He's he was... dragging two dead bodies around. <laughs> he was found with Mrs Norris. He was found with Justin Finch Fletchley. And here he is with Ron Weasley, whose father's having an inquiry at work for enchanting things, dragging two Slytherins into a mop cupboard. With brown substance all around their mouths. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It never really explained, like, what, what... Oh, it might do in the next chapter, like, when they woke up, like, what What did they think? Or were they, or they just, just assume that's too stupid to sort of, like... I think they, up anything? They, just, they just brush it off as them being too stupid to, like, figure yeah. out what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Madness. So I think they're going to wake up in the broom cupboard thinking, mm. oh, what a night we had. <laughs> what a crazy night. I don't remember coming here. I think they're going to wake up really upset, like, memory loss... Um, hair loss shoe loss <laughs> hair loss they're going to be like what have I been through tonight <laughs> shut themselves and <laughs> they <ate> so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> if the, they could be like rushing to the toilet or yeah. something oh yeah and now they've been drugged <laughs> put to sleep for a couple of hours yeah oh surrounded by four helpings of trifling but they might just be thinking you know well we did eat they might, we, we just ate till we passed out yeah that's a plausible explanation look Christmas is a write off <laughs> we do what we like we eat what we like whatever we happens we drug who we like <laughs> <laughs> these but this this yeah this is like the these three going too wild again all yeah. for the sake of this plant yeah this polyjuice potion that is not necessary no. whatsoever no to, to, they've been planning this all year to turn into someone else for one hour got me thinking you boys could polyjuice potion into one person for one hour. Who are you picking? I'm picking you. Oh, go on. Just to freak you out. Yeah, you get a big. You turn up my doorstep. You get a big thump. You'd punch yourself <laughs> in the face. Yeah. And do. then I punch myself in the face. Actually, you've been ruining my life. <laughs> punch yourself in the face. I don't know. So you turn up as me at my house, right? Yeah, yeah. Knock on the door. I open. Bloody hell, it's me. What are you saying? Hello! It's <laughs> Tom Lawrenson here. You, you definitely got Lucas, what are you doing is yeah. me. Yeah. No, you, you would not have a clue it was me. Lucas, where are you getting my DNA? <laughs> I... Tell, tell them the truth. I went to the toilet before. Oh. No! I took a hair from your hairbrush. Everyone knows I don't brush my hair. <laughs> that was a... Pu- <laughs> Look, I rinsed it under the tap. <laughs> I'm coming in, you'd have no idea it was me. This is I'd come in and I'd go, oh, it's me, Tom Lawrence, and blah, 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 blah. That's you. That's yeah. you. You wouldn't yeah, know it was like, me. Bitch, where did you get polyjuice potion from, Lucas? And, uh, the, and you're wasting on. it. It you're takes months it. to brew. Ooh, it's not a day <laughs> Surely it would be you turn into someone to get as much money within that hour. Mm. I, I don't know, like, because how else could you, like, how else would it benefit you? Or you who would you do then? Right, you've got an hour. <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, you know you can turn into a. Turn into Graham Norton, mm. just go down Market Street. <laughs> yeah, sit down on the floor, beg. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, go to people at cash points. That's true. Can I, I have know, some money? I'm Graham Norton. You... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about your new show. Please, please, I beg, I beg. Because mm. the thing is, you'd have to get their DNA as well. So yeah. is that part of the the question, or you just do you, you just have it? You just, ah. have the, do you just have it. That's yeah, you just have it. 
Because hmm. you cannot, thinking about stealing money and stuff, you cannot, even if you work for a bank, you cannot rob money on your own. You have to have an accomplice. Yeah. Because in the bank, the safe needs two keys mm. that two different employees have at the same time on a rotor. And this is why my mum and dad both worked for the Halifax, but they could not work in the same branch. Mm. And then not the policy is you're not allowed family or married couples working in the same branch. That makes sense. In case you, like, rob the bank together. Mm. But two friends... Hey, go ahead. <laughs> Fill your boots. As long as when you steal the money, you don't kiss each other afterwards. <laughs> as long as this is purely a platonic crime, you can do what you like. No crimes of love. Um, I'd just turn myself into dog trot around for a bit. A dog? Get some attention. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Just being stroked last year. It's only for an hour. What else are you going to do? Yeah. You'd have to set up like well, a book what, signing what, and turn into someone famous. What say like you turn into like a pedigree dog, yeah. Let's yeah. say like you know Oh like, Win Cruffs. No, no, no. <laughs> Give me that. Um but let's like say you turn into a pedigree dog yeah. and then some scally nicks you. Oh. <laughs> and then you're in the back of some van like this is gonna be weird in about an hour. <laughs> Hey, that would be like the weirdest episode of Jonathan Creek ever. Yeah. Where a dog gets put into a van, he drives, he opens it up, and it's friend of the show, Lewis Shaw. It's a naked person. A naked person. <laughs> how have they done this? Dog paws. <laughs> but it's weird, the hour thing, because you would just assume, oh, you take more, or... Yeah, you make it, it more concentrated to yeah. do it for a little bit longer, but they put this in pose yeah. time limit of an Ooh. hour. Or, hate to spoil stuff, so I'll be a bit cryptic, but later in the series, there is someone who just takes swigs at regular intervals oh. and mm. tops up the polyjuice yeah. potion. Barty Crouch Jr. Hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was me as well with the tongue. <laughs> yeah, why have they not just taken a drink with them, like a little flask where they can keep topping it up? Um, I, know, I didn't think it through. Not yeah, I'd probably turn into someone who's got good manners and just give my family and friends a break for a bit. Tom, <laughs> please let me be there for that hour. <laughs> it would be lovely to experience never, that. Never, 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 never. Now, they transform into Crab and Goyle, don't yeah. they? And uh, all their potions turn a different colour, don't they? Yes. I took that to mean the potion turns the colour of the person's eyes. Ooh. Oh, I think you could be right. Because they went um, a shade of green, mm-hmm. yeah. shade of brown, yeah. and a shade of like, orange-yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but think you could be right. You are correct. That's so. the smartest thing you've said on this podcast. <laughs> 29 episodes in. It's the smartest thing you've said all day. <laughs> Can I just so say, So rude Tom, people say that. <laughs> yeah. Your polyjuice potion, Tom, would be the loveliest shade of blue. Oh. Yours, Lewis. A beady shade of brown. <laughs> a beady shade of brown. Have we got an ear? Black. Black. Yeah. Black as the devil's soul. <laughs> That's me, guys. <laughs> He's a poor boy. Yeah. Um, now, they comment so much on Crab and Goyle in this uh, chapter, especially oh, in these size, pages. Yeah. Their size, their gorilla arms, how thick and dim-witted they are. Like... Uh, one of them pulls an expression, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's how confused he looks when a teacher asks them any question. Started thinking, I'm going to think Crab and Goyle need some special attention mm, at this yes, school. Yeah. They are definitely yeah. not the same level as like the other students in their year, yeah. and I don't think it's fair on them to keep them there. They need like a teaching assistant yeah. sat with them, yeah. helping them out. Yeah. 
But yeah, these guys are horrible. Oh, they're so big, we'll have to split into cubicles. Oh, Millicent Bullstrode's no pixie, is she? Crab and Goyle are dumb, aren't they? Boys, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> Can we not be like those football playing soldiers and cease fire for 24 hours? Can we just not have some fat comments on Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah. Guys. Take that stride. Take that stride. <laughs> I'm spitting everywhere. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and then they, uh, so they walk off, you know, to find the Slytherin chambers, don't yeah. they? They ask a Ravenclaw, we don't know where we are. And she's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Part of the course with them two. Yeah. And they eventually get there. Yeah. Malfoy starts slagging off Ron and Hermione, or like Weasley and Hermione, and Ron starts like clenching his fists, about to start throwing punches. Hang on a minute. Go on. Before they get to the Slytherin common room, they bump into none other than Percy Weasley. Yeah, PW. He's up to something, isn't he? Mmm, I'd say. We're led to believe that he's there looking for the heir of Slytherin, trying to help the teachers, but he's been a bit suspicious of the book. And I don't actually know what this is about because I, I've only ever read Can't this book once. <laughs> yeah. But because um, it, it, it said earlier in the book about him staying in his room all day and it, at home and sending letters. He was hanging around the girls' bathrooms as well. And now he's in the dungeons. Very suspicious. What do you guys think? I'm not telling you. No. <laughs> I hate secrets. I'm shy. Um... I think he he obviously puts too much importance on being a prefect anyway, yes. doesn't he? Yeah. And it might just be a cry for help because his parents are, are obviously not giving him any attention. Yeah. So uh, it's just, you know... They're buying him a lot of new stuff. Yeah, but you want to be with your parents at Christmas, even if, you know... Mm. He needs to move to mm. a war-torn country and they'll visit him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Draco reveals that um, below they didn't find all his father's uh, yeah. hidden things in the raid of their house. Yes, because underneath their whatever room there is a hidden chamber. Mm. Ho! Said Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it is Christmas. <laughs> Ho! Even if you're not Crab and Goyle, that's an unusual yeah. thing to, to exclaim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho! What? <laughs> Oh. Really was, wasn't it? But um, before that, Malfoy is slagging everybody off. Yeah. Right. And he suddenly does a perfect... He even admits that it was a good Colin Creevy impression. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter should team up. <laughs> Malfoy and Potter's magical impressions. Colin Creevy, the bloody Baron. They do them all. <laughs> I'd love to see that show. It'd be a ten-minute show. <laughs> no, you get five minutes of Colin, five minutes of the bloody Baron, and then ten minutes of sketches with both of them in it. <laughs> Colin and the Baron. You'd have that big pot of vision too. Me and you doing that. Yes. I'll save that. Save that for a double. And then, then, um, so they start to change back. Yeah. And Ron just exclaims. He goes, "Medicine for my stomach." What? <laughs> Not a sentence. <laughs> Do you need medicine for your stomach? I think Malfoy had like a good diss as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. To Goyle like halfway through this little bit. He goes, 
If you were any slower, you'd be going backwards. <laughs> That's good. How good is that? That's great. I love, <laughs> I love that. Malfoy's so quick. I know. He's hilarious. Four to 12-year-old boy, all these little things. And do you know what? This should be a little bit of a wake-up call to Harry and Ron. Because up until now, they've thought, oh, Malfoy hates us. Look, he's doing these quips to his mates. Mm. This is friendly banter yeah, he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lighten up, guys. I think... Harry would have done well in Slytherin if he'd have been best mates with, like, Draco because yeah. he'd be laughing all the time. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, that's a bit dark, that one, but, you know, yeah. you know, this is the world we live in. In between, this is going to be released in 20 years and it's going to be a laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> Malfoy is doing all these jokes, oh, you'd be going backwards if you were any slower, all this kind of stuff, whereas Harry is with Ron, who is constantly dishing out death threats, mm. <laughs> thoughts of violence. Mm. He'd actually be a better person, I think, if he was in Slytherin. Mm. He'd be a better student. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Would he be perceptible to the uh, wishes and the wills of the Dark Lord? Yes. Yes. But would he earn the House Cup more honestly? Yes. 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 And yes. would he start a comedy duo with Malfoy? Yes. yes. <laughs> Malfoy and Potter's magical impressions. <laughs> they rush back to the girls' bathroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they put their shoes back outside that uh, broom cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> If there's one thing we must do honestly tonight, it's yeah. this. <laughs> they must have their shoes if they're going to walk to the bathroom with <laughs> shitty bottoms. <laughs> I mean, not only an hour earlier have Harry and Ron been seen dragging these two Slytherins into a cupboard, but an hour later, running through the corridors, hitching up a size of XXL trousers <laughs> in massive shoes, <laughs> running through the corridors. <laughs> into some extracurricular clown lessons. <laughs> they run back into the uh, girls' bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, Hermione, 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 where are you? No one said that. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione, Hermione, where could she be? Hermione, Hermione. Sounds like, like a year seven drama lesson. <laughs> yeah. Hermione, Hermione, <laughs> where are you? Saying it to the audience. Um, is she behind me, boys and girls? <laughs> Hermione, um, she'd accidentally taken the DNA of Millicent's cat. It was a cat hair. Yes. Oh, yeah. So she transformed into a cat. Yeah. How sad. Um, now, I think I'd ask to stroke her. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd be like, may I? Just touch the back of her head. Like, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, do that thing with the tail where you run, you run <laughs> yeah. your hand oh, up yeah, and back. the tail goes up. up. Tickle her under the chin, see if she likes and, that. I mean, if you were, you know, a child, you'd be like, can we kiss? <laughs> <laughs> Spread it's a little enough. bit of tuna on your top lip. Irresistible. <laughs> 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 and Moni Myrtle is loving this. Throughout the whole book so far, she's been this weeping, moaning, crying girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is delighted that somebody else has had something bad happen to them. Yeah, yeah. And any piece of sympathy I have for Moaning Myrtle has gone. Because she's I thought awful. that. Because she spends so much of her time being insulted by other yeah. uh, ghosts and ghouls and mm. poltergeists. And yeah. she's crying. Yeah. And now it's finally happened to someone else. And she's so happy. Yeah. yeah. You would think she would have some kind of sympathy. She'd feel some kind of kinship with this hard-done-by person. But no. She's awful. She's mean. She's nasty. Mm. I like... They say that they're going to take her to Madame Pomfrey. Yes. Because she doesn't ask too many questions. <laughs> I think she needs to start asking some serious questions as to why one of the students has been turned into a cat. <laughs> Agree? You're an employee of the school. Cool. 
uh, if children are going through abuse or harm, you need to be finding out why. Yes. Yeah. Well, Ofsted are coming in. They're going to be <laughs> looking through your notes. Um, it says here that a girl had turned into a cat. Do you know what happened there? It, I don't ask any questions. questions. I don't get no well, answers. You, you sort of need to start asking these sorts of questions because there's been <laughs> irreparable damage to her lower spinal column. So that's not for and me she can't to walk know. straight anymore. Not for me to know. And, and a year ago, a boy was bitten by a dragon. <laughs> well, uh, he says it was a dog. <laughs> I believe him. And what is this chamber of secrets? <laughs> <laughs> well, how many? You done? Yeah. How many? How bloody many? How many boys stuffed unconscious into a cupboard out of five with shitty underwear? <laughs> Are you giving this out of five? Oh, I really enjoyed this chapter. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought the idea of a polyjuice potion is fun. I'm yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. lie. And we're getting through the story. We get mm. this idea about the Chamber of Secrets being opened 50 years ago. The person who did it was expelled. He's probably still in Azkaban, Malfoy says. Mm, mm, mm. Very, very intriguing. Mm. It was all very daft. But for me, not enough Christmas <laughs> in this Christmas episode. I was expecting Christmassy things. Were you for the title chat that was titled Polly Juice Potion? I 100% was. Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ wasn't in there. <laughs> but I did enjoy it, but I'm going to give it three and a half mm. boys bunged into a cupboard out of five. Do you boys know how difficult it is to assess a chapter without having read the rest of the book? Yes. Quite? Quite difficult. <laughs> um... I can maybe I can understand that this polyjuice potion was being developed, you know, over a number of chapters. So yes. seeing that as a final payoff would be really good. I yeah, feel as a reader and go, yep, they've finally done it. They've enacted this plan. It all went to plan, didn't it? Mm, basically, yes, it did, actually, yeah. apart from the cat thing. Mm, yeah. Um, I liked it. I agree with Lucas. Not enough Christmas because mm. that was my favourite part of the last chapter oh. that I was on sorry yeah the last um, chapter or show I was on I would probably have to say yeah three 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 out of five a bold three oh. for myself this chapter had a lot yes it was Christmas they kept it brief you know we done Christmas last year you know they really dragged it out we, we know the great hall has gone all out on it we know that just to say it wrap it on a sentence perfect for me but we've been building up to this polyjuice potion mm. yeah and now there's more peril they've got to get DNA they've got to knock people out this chapter was silly this chapter was weird right mm. I'm giving this chapter five unconscious boys <laughs> stuffed into a cupboard out of five Whoa! Great chapter. I love this chapter. Now, before we get to the most popular segment in the show, I don't think there's been enough Christmas in this chapter. Lewis doesn't think there's been enough Christmas in this Mm. chapter. So I've got us some lovely Christmas goodies. More crackers? No, not more crackers. (laughs) Now then, Lewis, uh, I felt a bit bad last time because I got Tom the book and I didn't get you a book. Oh, yeah, and I kicked up a big fuss, didn't I? You did kick up a big fuss. So as you, we are reading Chamber of Secrets. I've got a lovely copy of Chamber of Secrets. Tom still needs to sign it, but we've got a lovely lovely inscription there for you. I'm melting. I don't know if you'd like to read it. Beautiful. Dear friend of the show, Lewis Shaw. 
case I forgot my own name. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Thank you once again for being the most fabulous guest on the Potter Vision podcast. What are you doing next Christmas? <laughs> and by that, I mean in three months' time. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, Lucas Covid. That's, that's great. Oh, Thank you so much, very Lucas. Welcome. That's, that's, that's actually fabulous. And Tom, mm. as is tradition, I've also got you a book. But it is the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh my God, that is beautiful. Let's check for the inscription. <laughs> Dearest Tom, fuck you. Hey! Hey, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Dearest Tom, you're my sunshine, my rain, and my slightly foggy. I can't believe we are at book three already. My handsome, handsome companion. <laughs> keep reading, keep laughing, Lucas. You put an extra handsome in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucas. What You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Now, that was the, you know, the uh, sentimental gifts. But I found three very fun things that I'd like us all to have a go at. Now, there are three spherical objects, right? And they're called, I don't know if you've heard of these... They're called Mashems, right? Oh. And each one has a surprise Harry Potter character in it that we have to put together. Like a wow. non-edible Kinder Egg. Like a non-edible Kinder Egg. So we get one each. It's shaped like a folded-up snitch. Yes. By that, I mean a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've no idea how they work. But it's, you, yeah, little, well, here we go. it's a little black ball. And um, it's a... Uh... Oh, I thought you, you put it together, but you don't. Oh, Oh, I've got a gooey sorting hat. I've got the sorting hat as well. Lewis, three oh. sorting hats? No. We're going to win the jackpot. Not three sorting hats. No, i got a little Harry Potter. Hey! <laughs> oh, it's gooey. gooey. I love it. <laughs> there you go. So a little gooey. At first I thought it was a little turd. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Harry Potter gooey as well. Oh, yeah, this is sticky. Hey, that's great. There you go. Easy. Thank you so much, Lucas. Yes, Lucas. You're very welcome. Beautiful boy you are. Now, are you all ready for the most popular segment of the show? <gasps> quiz. 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 Question one. Can, can I have Lewis helping me this oh. time? Well, are you such... saying I wasn't going to go out last time? We're doing weakest link rules this time. Oh, all so, right. Um, <laughs> oh, you've no, got... Lucas, you just do it, mate. So your only option is bank <laughs> or pass. <laughs> bank or pass. Okay. Question one. Yeah. What were Harry's um, five Christmas presents? Um, treacle fudge from Hagrid. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I know what. Um, a Chudley Cannons book from Ron. Uh, yeah, what was that called? Uh, you have to come back to me on that one. Yep. A oh. toothpick from yep. the Dursleys. Uh, Hermione got him an eagle feather quill mm-hmm. and Mrs Weasley got him a jumper. Okay. Did she get him anything else? Um, yes, and a plum cake. Okay. Now, what was the book called? Uh, come back to me on that one. Uh, can I defer to Lewis? You can, but I don't know the answer. Okay. I'll come back to that and try and remember it. Well, unfortunately, that was the only question. Oh! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... <laughs> flying with the cannons. Correct, right. sir. Yes! You've won. What have I won? Um, Bank. 
a double handshake. Lewis, help me out with this one. <laughs> oh, what forgotten? Quiz, 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 this has been the Pottervision Podcast. A massive, massive thank you once again to our very special guest this week, Mr. Lewis Shaw. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Will you be back, back for the next season? Sorry, next season, next uh, Christmas uh, episode. Mm. I'll be happy to come back. We very much hope so. Next week, it is chapter 13. Episode 30, can you believe? Whoa. Chapter 13 of book two, The Very Secret Diary. Mm. Once again, if you want to get in touch, you can go to pottervision.com, fill in the forms on there, or talk to us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And we've got bonus content on our Patreon site. There are bonus episodes of the podcast where we're looking at the films and the extra books. And also, our 2019 live show is in there on in full, so you can actually see our show for a price. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you very much, Lewis. I mean, is it now we discuss my fee, seeing as you're making money on this podcast now. This has been the Part Vision podcast. podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Part Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.